G'day and welcome to another episode of the Business Ready for Sale podcast. My name is John Denton and my business is called Business Ready for Sale because that's what I do. I help business owners get their businesses ready for sale because my belief is that a business that's ready for sale is well worth keeping. It's a commercial profitable enterprise that operates without the business owner having to be in the business all the time. At least, (laughs) that's the goal. Part of getting a business ready for sale is increasing the profit. Now, this is an interesting one because (laughs) not only is it good to have more profit dollars in your pocket, but increasing the profit of the business also increases the ROI factor or the multiplier when it comes to putting a value on the business for sale. So the the benefits of increasing the profit are, are double because you're doubling the profit or you're increasing the profit and you're increasing the multiplier. So on some of these podcasts, I talk specifically about selling the business or buying a business. But on this particular podcast, it's about growing or scaling up your business. Talking of scaling up, You may have heard of the books Mastering the Rockefeller Habits and Scaling Up by a guy called Vern Harnish. If not, if you haven't, I highly recommend you get hold of copies and and have a read. They're excellent books. And the reason I mention them is because a longtime friend of mine, Keith Miller, is a Vern Harnish qualified business coach. Now, Keith is in Melbourne. He's one of a select number of coaches in the world qualified to apply Vern's scaling up methodology for businesses. Recently, it was my very great pleasure to have Keith present for me on my webinar. I've taken the soundtrack from that webinar and turned it into this podcast so more business owners can benefit from Keith's tips and recommendations. Keith has over 30 years of experience successfully leading and advising businesses where he provides the insights, tools and support for business owners to grow and scale up their business. So without further ado, let's go over to the webinar and hear what Keith's got to say. John, thank you very much. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, welcome. Um, you're, most of you are in the land of, uh, of paradise. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, and you can feel sorry for me because it, uh, it is certainly cold uh, in Melbourne. I'm a Melbourne boy. I've been brought up, but I... Uh, I find weather uh, uh, like this very, very, uh, very challenging and overcast. Uh, and unusually for Melbourne, we are actually having rain, believe it or not. We we don't have that much rain um, in, in comparisons to what we think, people think we do have, but we do have a lot of grey. And uh, I think it was about three degrees this morning when I went out, went out for my uh, work, walk, hustle, run, whatever I call it. Um, welcome. Um, and, and congratulations. Congratulations to each and every one of you. Because you are fearless. Why are you fearless? Because you've taken the choice to be self-employed and to to be responsible for yourself and possibly a number of other people and their families by having your own business. Um, I started by I was reflecting on on my work um, and 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 having businesses forty years ago, which was nineteen eighty two. If I worked that right, I didn't realize it was that until I did the sums, and uh, I started in a an economic recession at that stage. I didn't know it, uh, but it was. Uh, so those people starting their business off today and and the in the, in the immediate years to come, um, that, that that was a good thing because it means that you really got to learn fast, 
and you appreciate every dollar that you spend, unlike the last 20 years, which has been pretty good time uh, for all of us in Australia. We've had a, a bonus uh, of, of good times. But what goes up comes down, um, and we we we, uh, we learn a lot when we are challenged. So I guess we're in for a fair bit of education uh, now and, and in the immediate future. Um, I'm what you call a specialist growth coach. So I work with businesses to help them grow. Um, don't call me a life coach. Uh, if you know of a good one, I might uh, might bring them up and uh, and and, uh, and 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 I'll have a new client. But um, uh, the, the growth uh, specialist in terms of helping businesses grow through the different um, layers that are before us. And once I had an appreciation that really only 4% of businesses really grow, you know, large businesses, but I know on this call and people we talk to are not necessarily wanting to grow um, in some sort of Microsoft or Google fashion, but you may want to be a sole trader who wants to remain a sole trader, but you want to just grow so it becomes a little easier and you've got that economies of scale and working your, your fashion. Uh, I'm going to come across some, um, um, uh, some just some key practical points, whether you're a small, medium or large business that you can apply. Um, often people will uh, ring up John, ring up myself and say, hey, you know about uh, growing a business. Can I can I just have a chat to you if we've started a business or we want some ideas? And we say, yeah, that, that's fine. Uh, when would you like to meet up? Oh, look, I'm, I'm pretty busy at the moment. Can we do it on Zoom? So first red flag. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then I'd spend about half an hour with him giving some advice. And I'd say, when are you looking to to um, to uh, take this action and, and how much time are you going to invest? Oh, look, you must understand we're very busy at the moment. Um, and so at that point, I really sort of pull the plug and know that they're not really going to take action. Uh, however, you've shown up, which means that's the first you've shown the first instance of uh, of investing your time in growing your business. You see, and, and this is these are all mistakes I've made. I put a lot of time and money into investing in how to, how not to be successful. So I find now that I understand what it takes. Um, if you keep on doing what you've been doing, you will not grow. I, I can tell that straight away. You'll make a, a good living. Um, and you'll stay around about where you are. And that's what we call operational. When you focus on what's coming through the door, the transactions of a, a client base, of a business, which is very, very important, absolutely important. Without question, it keeps the doors open. It pays our expenses. But unless you're putting – unless you've – You've, you've agreed with yourself to say, okay, I will put 10% of my time. Let's say it's a 40-hour week. I know you you work um, longer than that, but let's say it's a four hours. Even if you put half that, two hours a week aside, purely to work on your business, your business strategy, that is when you start to really find that, that you'll get growth. You'll understand what growth, growth means. You, you have an appreciation that the game, in fact, is loaded against us as small businesses, Unless we really understand how it's structured, how we can structure ourselves to best take advantage, then we'll find that we're spinning our tires and being frustrated by, um, by, by not very good staff, not very good clients, and, and a very res a, a, a cash flow that seems to be all under always under a fair bit of pressure. Now, that's not a good, fun way to have a business. I am very passionate about working with Australian companies. I'm passionate about those people who want to grow their companies 
Uh, a couple of my clients at the moment, uh, one uh, is, is distributes uh, hair, hair products to uh, hair stylists around Australia and a bit, a bit overseas. Um, they, um, they, they started up about 20 years ago. And um, when I asked them, what, uh, what sort of um, value do, would you expect? You're going to be walking out the door somewhere, either on your terms or God's terms. Uh, they said, oh, about five or six billion. I said, oh, okay, well, it's not bad. Um, just recently, about a month ago, their competition was bought out for $90 million. So that sort of uh, uh, really engaged their attention as to how we can actually follow that. Uh, another company, which, in fact, is in the wellness industry, that is um, uh, started in a very small part of uh, Victoria. It has now got 100 spas uh, in New Zealand, Australia. It's turning over $50 million. And they've employed me to take them 125 million in three years, which we've agreed to and we'll do. So it's that sort of stuff is ahead of us if we want to invest the time in understanding how our uh, business can grow. Now, you might think that money is the most expensive or most valuable source you've got. Nowhere near the most invaluable time or the most, most valuable resource that you've got, which in fact is your time. So if you can actually get more time, cut that back. You don't know. You don't need to go out and discover how the wheel was 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 uh, discover the wheel. It's already discovered. Success leaves clues. If you follow what is successfully done, you can grow your business as much as you'd like. Now we mentioned that there's only really four percent of of business really grow. Uh, so what happens to another 96%? Well, when you look around it, there's a lot of ma-and-pa shops, retails, farms, those things, which really make up the majority of the economy of Australia. Now, a lot of those people either have elected to say, hey, we're doing very well, we get a nice income from that, and I say, well done, absolutely. You are doing something that that a lot of people don't do. Uh, John, we'll just move on for, for the next part, please. The, the slide, you might show those up. Before we go any further, I'm just going to ask you uh, to give us one word in the chat box. What is the word that you best describe where your business is at the moment? What would you What would you say that best describes mentally where your business? It might be successful. It might be uh, uh, struggling. It might be going gangbusters. What would you do if you said, "Okay, put one word that best sums up where I am in my business today"? I'll give you about one minute to do that. John, if you can give us some of the words when I come back. Yeah. The, um, somebody I was talking to yesterday, their, their one word was stalled. It was, yep. you know, just not knowing how to get going again. Yep. And, Good. I, and I think COVID's probably affected a lot of businesses that way. That Yes. Yep. They've almost gone into hibernation. Yep. Anybody else there? And another one was stuttering. Stuttering, like, okay. Two yep. steps forward, one step back. Yes, yeah. Um, Hems has said stagnant. Yes. So Hems uh, is on the, the webinar, and so stagnant, yeah. Good. Um, growing. Growing, excellent. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for that, that feedback. Uh, just to um, just to address a couple of those issues, uh, stalled, staggered, um, uh, et cetera, um, I didn't realize this at the time that I had businesses. And well, it was well into my entrepreneurial stage. All businesses hit a ceiling. All businesses hit the wall. All businesses going to that plateau state. 
Now, what we tend to do, um, which is quite crazy when you think about it, if something's not working, what do we do? We push harder or we actually do it with more vigor and more energy, which means that we don't get anywhere. We actually just frustrate ourselves and we run out of um, energy. So every business is going to hit the wall. And it's that stage you've, you've got to actually reappraise the, the, the products, the person, the, the process, and the people around you. Now, that might just mean some tweaking. It may be change the person or change the person, but there is that, 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 uh, that ceiling, and we'll call it the ceiling of complexity. What made you successful by, building, being, by bringing on um, clients and, and customers and bringing on staff made your time taxed, meaning that everyone wanted something to talk to you about. And so your attention and the simple part of running a business, as in the early days, um, you don't have that time to focus and to do it. So, in fact, it's like putting a handbrake on the car. It slows it down. Now, I know many businesses who were going for 20 years. They hit that wall and they kept trying to get through it by no, by bringing no changes at all. And guess what? Nothing changed. Now, incidentally, I will ask for a little bit of feedback because I'll just give you an insight. There is a book called Scaling Up, and it's called Scaling Up, written by Vern Harnish. Would you just like to put in the chat column if you heard that yes or no? Heard of that book or read that book? Whilst we're waiting for the responses to that, a few other words that came up you might yep. be interested in, Keith, was unambitious. That's an interesting one. What was unambitious. that again? Un unambitious or ambitious? Unambitious. That's a, that's a problem, yeah. Yeah, that's just like a lack of motivation. I don't. I think yeah, there's a lot of that problem, which is even more 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 problematic than the things that we may be touching on. But that that needs to be addressed because uh, we need the passion and the energy to grow. If we don't have that, we're either in the wrong business. We need a break. Maybe we're burnt out. Uh, we need to take a holiday. Uh, but if we don't have that, then that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Okay, so nobody seems to have, have read the book. I'm just going to skip um, that slide because you've already done that. Yep, yep. Um, I'm just going to touch on this. Um, and and this is one of the um, – uh, something I, I learned late in, in life, um, and it relates to a story. These two authors, you may just have heard of them, or you may not, but uh, they were two American authors – in the 60s and 70s, one wrote uh, Slaughterhouse-Five, which I haven't read. The other one is Catch-22, which I did read. I think it was a good book. But two very, very famous, very, very acclaimed uh, authors, and they were in the House of a Billionaire. And and uh, and uh, Joseph Haller, which is the one on the right, said to uh, uh, Kurt Vonnegut, uh, you know this billionaire makes more in one day than you make from all the books that you write and sell. And he said, oh, that's interesting. He said, but I have got one thing that is – more important than that, uh, Joseph, and uh, that he will never have. And he said, what is that? He said, I know enough is enough. And I think that that's a very telling comment that sometimes we don't know what enough is. It doesn't, it means that uh, we haven't worked out what is enough to us. Now, I, I, I'm a great, uh, 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 I look up to uh, Ash Bartley, Barty, um, the Australian tennis player who is an absolute champion who walked away when she could have doubled her 
uh, her net uh, worth uh, from 20 more, 4 million to 50 million very quickly. She knew when enough is enough. And she walked away to probably go on to the golf tournament to actually equal that. But she knew that is what I wanted. Sometimes entrepreneurs, and maybe a look at yourself, we don't know what enough looks like. And I think one of the first things we're going to do is how much do I really want? Do I want four or five million dollars and all my my expenses paid, financial security? When I get that stage, I'm going to go and sit on a beach. Or do we want to make it like a you know a, a big a multinational? We're going to sell for twenty million, fifty million, hundred million, like the boys from Atlassian. And by the way, the boys from Atlassian use the same methodology, which we're going to touch on today. So the first point there is think about what is enough to you. What is it? What is it that I want? Um, by the way, money is really not the motivator. It's what you actually convert the money into, which is really the motivator. So that's the first lesson is. Have a meeting with yourself, talk to your mentor, talk to your your coach about what does that look like? What is enough for me? Um, So just in that regard, maybe just to go to my bio, uh, John, just to quickly um, just touch on that. If someone was standing up there telling me and giving me advice, I'd like to know where they came from because I think, well, um, are they credible? Do they take advice? Have they been through the – have they been out in the front line? Well, as I mentioned, I started my business 40 years ago. That was one of my businesses, which, in fact, was in public relations. Uh, I'd been working for a, a man, uh, Laurie Kerr, who had the number one public relations company in Australia, and I decided that looks pretty easy. I'll do it myself. And I went and left with a $2,000 account, um, and I did it on the uh, kitchen table. And when I look back at uh, what I did, I, I just said, Keith, what were you thinking at the time? Because if I really had a better appreciation of what I was doing and how much responsibility, I had two kids in private school. I was paying a mortgage I couldn't jump over. And I uh, took the leap of faith, uh, probably with not enough information, probably for the right reasons. And so I did actually make it successful. I took them three partners and we operated in uh, Perth, City and Melbourne. I launched uh, the Challenge Bank, if anyone remembers Challenge Bank, out of uh, – uh, out of a building society that became a bank. I brought Simpsons to Australia. So Simpsons household, the Simpsons, we uh, we were probably uh, uh, one of the first, com- first uh, uh, companies to use influencers uh, using that, and that was about 30 years ago. Uh, and uh, the other thing was I, I launched IKEA in Australia, which was about 20 years ago. So I've touched on that. I've had a training company uh, that John has mentioned training uh, managers and leaders. And for the last five years, I've specialised in this growth area. So it just gives a bit of idea. I do actually have an appreciation. I've studied in the States. I've studied uh, uh, and I read three hours, put three hours a day into studying uh, what I'm, I'm uh, talking about. Um, so that, so I've, And I've also, uh, in the early days, looked and, and robbed my kids' penny bank to find change to buy petrol to put into my car. So I know what... I know what it's like not to have money and how important that cash flow is. So, again, that's enough about me. Bias for action. Importantly, you've made the time to be here. The thing is that we need to retain some of this information. Best way to do that is pick up a pen, piece of paper, and write anything of importance that you come across. That's an important way of re- re- uh, holding on to that information. After that, I don't care what you do with the paper, throw it away. That engaging with a pen, it leaves an indelible mark on your brain, and hopefully you'll take some action on that. Look for one point, long one point in the next 30 minutes we touch on that resonates with you. 
Three, four, five, none, just one point. And take action on that within 24 hours. It's a pretty good chance that that will start to become a habit. For those who haven't watched uh, or, or come across the uh, British cycling team and marginal uh, incremental in performance, great, uh, great, uh, uh, great uh, video on YouTube about making that 1% change and ongoing, that if you did that every day, you could actually turn around within 12 months your performance in both personally and your business. Very important. Okay, I asked a question. The question was, has anybody come across uh, Vern Harnish scaling up? I came across that book about six, seven years ago. A client of mine at the time mentioned, I've just read a new book. Oh, what's it by? Oh, it's about growth of businesses. I picked up the the, uh, the book, as I thought I'd better know a bit more than my client knew, and uh, fell in love with the content. Vern had made a very complex subject simple. I made contact with the States, made contact with Vern, and and since have been part of 60 coaches worldwide uh, who, who um, uh, help implement the scaling up concept. Second and none, absolutely fantastic. Uh, get the book. Do yourself a favour, as Molly Melody would say, and, and get the book. Now, Keith, while you're on that topic, um, yes, nobody seems to have read the book according to the to the chat. But if yep, people stay about to the end, I'm sure. If people stay to the end of the webinar, we might have an offer for them, mightn't we? Well, you never know, John. Are you feeling generous? Are you? I'm always. Always. <laughs> okay. Well, there we are. See, uh, things are starting to happen. That book says in a business, all decisions or problems or challenges can be classified in one or several four areas. And if you think about it, it's either a people problem, a strategy problem, an execution problem, or a cash problem. So when you are when your business is staggering, when you've hit the wall, when you've got problems and challenges, you say to yourself, what is it? Is it a people problem? Is it a strategy problem? Is it an execution or is it a cash? Because we know that our business can be better, we can be better, but where do we start? I don't know, let's go to lunch. Hopefully it'll pass. But if we understand it is in those four areas, one of those four areas, then we've got a pretty chance of coming up with a solution. So let's go through the four decisions, John. Let's next slide. Yep. Please. Okay, we say uh, with the, the four slides and just go to the next one, I think you could. And it asks the question. And the question is, um, are all my stake habits, stake stake, sorry, stakeholders engaged? And would I rehire them tomorrow? Now, for some people, they say, oh, yeah, look, we're going to pain the ass people. Um, I don't know. We just put up with them. Don't need to put up with them. You don't. You know, you've got uh, people who advise you, accountants and lawyers. Do they Are they engaged with the idea of your business and, or do they provide you with problems and 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 uh, and very expensive uh, consultancy. Uh, you have employees. Um, hopefully, you have got some A players, but you might have some Bs and Cs. Don't put up with those Cs and Ds. They're they're toxic to your culture. Uh, you might have bad customers who don't pay you and are very high maintenance. Get rid of them. So we're going to go. We're going to go to to grow the business. We've got to see the customers and the people in the in that classification, otherwise they'll drag us down, they'll put the handbrake on our business. So are they engaged, all the people in your business, both employees, uh, customers, suppliers, etc. are they, are you happy to have them? I've reached an age where 
I will not take on anybody and fire, I will fire clients who I just who are just paying the ass because I've reached this stage in life. I don't need that. Uh, there's too many good people out there as as employers, too many good clients out there. That they're the ones I want. Let the let the others uh, find uh, those ones that are uh, high maintenance. And I've always said there are always good employees. There's good employees for you, and then there's good employees for competitor. It's a matter of just working out which area that they should actually land. So, John, go to the next stage. So we've got strategy. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we've got a slide here which I overlooked. If you are um, – this is a two-by-two. Two, uh, if you write that, you do draw that up in your in, in, a, in the sheet in front of you. Um, and on the left-hand axis, you've got your core values, in other words, the behaviours and attitudes that are expected in your business. And then across the bottom is the productivity. To measure where the let's say the employees fit in that in that those quadrants, work out are they high in performance and high in values, or are they low in either, or are they high in values but low in productivity? That'll give you an idea as to where they land. Ideally, the A the A quadrant on the top right hand corner is the one we like to get people into, and say, okay, I'll let that person. Now, the A player is someone who is independent, who is resourceful. We may pay them the top band of whatever, you know, that administrative job or role, but if we don't pay that, someone else will get them anyway. Uh, but one good A player equals three Bs and Cs. So in a sense, it actually pays for itself. The B player is somebody who's very high in, on values. They're good people to be around, but their productivity, maybe they just need some training or guidance or mentoring to get them into that A, that A uh, quadrant. The ones that are really a bit of worry are the, the ones in the uh, the C and the B area area because they're the ones that are either going to make it or maybe they're the ones who should be working for the competitor down the track. The idea there is put that put that uh, that uh, uh, tool to work and just put the number in there and just monitor that number as to where you are in terms of those people. I can tell you if you want your business to grow. You've got to have A's and B players. You cannot have C's and D's. You won't get there. So A's or B's that can become A's, maybe training, mentoring. The others, you've got to say, how much value do they give us to our business? John, the next the next uh, slide, please. Okay, so this is the second of the four decisions, and this is strategy. This is a very important one and a misunderstood one. People think that that's a goals that are set in three or four or five years. No, it's about how your product is different and unique to your competitors. It affects the top line. So if your top line, in other words, your gross revenue, is not performing as you would like, it is a strategy problem. So you're going to say, what is different about my business? Oh, it's our customer service. Everyone provides good customer service. It must be exceptional customer service. Or it has unique aspects. You've got to find that and you've got to demonstrate those Make it go crazy. Make it make it unique. Just make it different because you've got to stand out from the average. You've got to be noticed to really get your 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 offering, your your service out there. Otherwise, you're just going to be a part of the bland middle and you're going to really find it hard to grow and to hold your prices. If you are seen as exceptional, as unique, freak, different, crazy, whatever it is, 
then at least you stand out and you can charge a premium. So very important, their strategy. Uh, we subscribe to a definition of strategy. You, know, you see that on YouTube by Professor Michael Porter. Now, he's been looking at strategy for businesses for 50 years. Um, and he's talking about a strategy really is a, a position in the marketplace. In other words, finding a place in there in the white space by using a set of activities which make it unique. And you don't have to have the products that are unique, but you now have a set, a set of activities which will now likes of Bunnings, exceptional, um, great strategy. They are not, uh, you can't compare, Western Australian company, they can't be really um, compared to, uh, uh, you know, equal competition. Their equal competition is coming up, 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 the, up the, uh, the, the back of it. Uh, Netflix uh, are from a global stage. And yet Netflix came up with a strategy which beat Blockbuster and Blockbuster was a, was a business that didn't see Netflix coming. And so they went out of business and Netflix sort of took over that thing. So it's always changing. But to find out that something – and here it is, the, the strategy of differentiation, having that red umbrella in a wall of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of black umbrellas. So what is it that's different about your business? Is it different because you have different people um, employed uh, and the way you get them? Is it the way you advertise, the way you – Deliver your service. The product, the product itself, may be, but most products can be copied very, very quickly. So it's not necessarily the product that becomes uh, fairly commoditized. It's what we put around it. Thanks, John. The uh, an example I always use, Keith, there is Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No animals. No competition. No competition. Absolutely, and that's a great one. You, if you look at if you look at every segment of industry, you'll find the the uh, the leader in that area is usually practicing a strategy of differentiation, and incidentally, if you broke down the strategy of all businesses, both in Australia, Europe, or America, ninety five percent compete on price, which yeah. is impossible. You cannot have the most cheapest product ongoing in a marketplace. You'll go out of business. So only four or five percent. Work on that differentiation. I know which area I would like to be in is the one that is quite different from every other competition in the marketplace. Okay, thanks, John. Execution. Okay, what is execution? Execution is probably something you do very well, and that is your transactional day-to-day operation. We see it in three areas. One is the meetings that you have. Do you have meetings? Hopefully you do. Uh, Hopefully you have a huddle once a day for, for five, six, seven minutes to keep everyone informed. You'd have a meeting uh, operationally once a week just to make sure everyone knows what's going on and maybe a meeting on strategy and then once every quarter to work out what are your plans for the next quarter and how do we go for last quarter. But execution is very much about taking your product to market and keeping everyone aligned. Key word there, aligned and accountable. Very, very important, aligned and accountable. That's that's the execution part. Um, let's go to cash. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, go uh, check the agenda, Keith. That's the idea. The trouble is, I had to. I had an early morning meeting at about uh, <laughs> seven o'clock this morning. I had three coffees, so I sort of, uh, I'm sort of uh, 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 pretty, pretty uh, tightly wired. Uh, just to go back there, please, just for a second. Okay. Um, 
to execution. Now, interesting story here. Execution, uh, Verne was studying probably the richest man that's ever lived, a guy called John D. Rockefeller. I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, even 100 years ago, he had more money than uh, Bill Gates and, and everyone combined, maybe Elon Musk, and he made it from oil, not the actual mining, but actually the transportation. And so Verne studied uh, John, who was well dead that stage, lived to 99, missed out on the 100 telegram, uh, and he did things just a little differently, as you would expect, and Verne put together what's called the, the 10 Rockefeller Habits. And if you go through that, and, and mark yourself as to where you are value, one to 10. It'll give you an idea about how your execution is going. Now, that is a PDF, and we're actually going to get that. I think, John, is that one of the things we're going to get out to people after the interview, after the uh, webinar, which they can yeah, then go yeah. and read and, if need be, follow up for a, a debrief on that. Yeah, if they me after, after the webinar, then we'll get them a PDF sent out. That, that'd be great. Okay, so that's execution. Um, and we go to the next one, which is cash. Now, you've heard the expression cash is, cash is king. No better time than now cash is king. Um, yes, we had uh, difficulty in the 08, 09 uh, recession and maybe in the last three years, certainly in the eastern states as businesses uh, closed down, uh, lockdowns, etc. cetera. Um, uh, Whatever you like to believe um, that, um, and 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 uh, John Jim Collins talks about the brutal facts of truth. Uh, things are going to get pretty tough, so cash is going to be the most important thing that's in your business. A man called Peter Drucker, who's seen as the father of of, uh, of management today, um, uh, said a business uh, has two key functions. One is to create profit and the other one is to create cash now often we'll look at the revenue we'll look at the profit but uh, we, we don't give enough respect to cash we can make a loss for about six months to stay in business we can miss out paying salaries for one week and we're out of business so cash needs to regain our attention so in regard to what may be coming down the pipe that you make sure that you get your invoices out prior to the end of the month. So it puts 28th, if you're, if, you're, if you're billing on a monthly basis, the 28th or 9th, 30th of the date of the month. Get those out immediately. Uh, pay, your, pay your bills a little slower and get your money in a little bit faster. So see that uh, as, as, a, as a strategy for you uh, starting now. Now, if we just skip over that uh, that uh, cash um, slide, John. Uh, come back there. Come back to one. Uh, one of the key things is to go back. That's it. It's called the cash conversion. Now, our accountants on the call will have a certainly appreciation for this, although they might see it through the prism of turning over stock. It's a little bit more than that. And what it is is if you pay, uh, let's say, a sales rep, how long before that dollar comes back into your business in a sale? So that's called the transition of the money from outgoings to back to bring it back in the business. Uh, we've probably heard, heard of the uh, the company Dell Computers. Uh, they were going out of business, even though they were turning, turning over 100 to $150 million about 20 years ago. They were going out, out of business, and the more sales they got, the more likely they were going, to, going out of the business. They took on a new CFO. 
And the CFO said, look, we take a request for a computer, uh, which is which is uh, bespoke and, and, and tailored to the, the requirements of the person applying. And we put it, we put it together, we sell, we we sell it to them, and then 30 days later, that is driving us crazy. That's driving us to the wall. In fact, what we call we're growing broke, if you if you could believe that. And he said, why don't why doesn't everyone, and Elon Musk does this so well, why don't people pay us prior to the order or when the order comes in? We'll have that money right to start. So anything that we're gonna buy uh, and then Get get it back is immediate, and that turned the business from going broke into one of the most successful in the world today. Uh, Elon Musk again. Um, I, I don't have a, a Tesla, and I, I don't have a car. I live in Melbourne, so I don't need it. But if I did, it would be a Tesla. But I think you've got to pay that something like twelve months in advance. Uh, so smart, he realizes how important cash is. So one of the exercises you might do is see if you can put in days. The money that you spent, maybe it's in the proposals, maybe it's in having uh, salespeople go out there. You pay them on a weekly, monthly basis. And then how likely that will be to come back, probably 60, 90 days, in the terms of a likely sale. And that may actually blow your socks off to just see real, really where your money has gone and how you can actually tighten that cash flow up immediately. And by the way, we don't have a cash flow problem. We have a profitability problem. So we all won't run around about you know, the cash, um, not having enough cash to pay our, our suppliers, et cetera. Uh, it, it means that we're not making enough product, profit on product uh, or our services. We've got to put our prices up. I would say to you now, put your prices up immediately, everyone, by at least 10% because prices are going up everywhere and put them up before other people put their price up uh, because they're going to be used to getting price put up. So, once you get off this webinar, put your price up 10% immediately. Uh, that's the greatest advice I can give you. Maybe John can endorse that as well. But <laughs> the amazing thing is they won't say anything. Or if they do, just say, hey, we're, we're, gonna, we're facing an increase in prices. They understand that. So you can immediately get, get in front of the curve. Okay, John, next one, please. Okay, so that's the four decisions. So when you come across something that's challenged you in business, Say, okay, where does this fall? In the people, in the strategy, execution and cash? And that bloke from Melbourne was wobbling on about all this. I don't remember what he said, so I'll watch that video again. Okay, we'll have a look at that. If we don't agree on that, I'll go and buy the book. Buy that. Doesn't, I don't get any of that, but you can actually bring that up yourself, and that'll give you some of the solutions. That, I can tell you, this actually works. This works unbelievably. I promise you. Just just take action. Okay, next one, please. Okay, in uh, just closing, uh, some, some points. Um, dream big. Dream big. Um, Einstein said imagination is one of the, one of, one of, one of the, 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 un, the untapped um, parts of the mind, um, and he used imagination to break through into – uh, what we now know from Einstein uh, theory, etc. Uh, dream. We don't dream big enough. We don't dream big enough. Dream big, because if we dream big and, and accomplish half of it, it'll be a lot more than where we are at the moment. But keep on dreaming. Next one, John. I 
I got to tell, I got to admit, I it took me three years to get through VCE English, HSC. That was I took me three years. I mean, you got to say, Keith, I might have believed you to now, but mate, you're a dill. Well, I was. I loved the king of footy around. I loved to swim. I loved to play cricket. I had not a great idea for uh, for school. If I have any regret, is that I didn't pay enough attention to the uh, the schoolroom. Uh, I didn't read. I hated reading. Uh, terrible. I now will read two hours a day. If you see behind me, it's a mess. I have books like you wouldn't believe, a pile of books. I love reading. That is to my that is my porn. Uh, you'll be glad to know that 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 uh, which I, I I covered that uh, scenario is a man called Bill Gates. You may have heard, and uh, that's his library, which I envy. But readers, uh, leaders are readers. Um, leaders are readers. Leaders are readers. And you might say, hey, Keith, I don't like reading. Get over it. Suck up. Life, life, life's not fair. For you to get the knowledge to be a successful business, you need that information. Okay. You don't like reading. It's on YouTube. You don't like reading. It's on Kindle. You don't like reading. It's on audible.com. Then come back and say to me, I haven't got time. Uh, I will say, look at your watch. There's a five o'clock on that face. Then that becomes your new time to get up, five o'clock. Don't tell me about seven o'clock or six o'clock. Get up one hour early and read. Did I it's, say that, um, John? Did I, did I get the point across? <laughs> did I? I, think so, Keith. I mean, I. There's no, one, there's no one on the call. Hey, come back, guys. Hey, guys, honestly, um, I, I, I will tell you now, I'll openly admit I was a dill. I was incompetent in most of the roles I had in my life until I actually found uh, training, and, training and management. Uh, I, the jobs I got, sliding doors, serendipity, I'd get into, but I'd be good enough to keep the job, but I'd never make it, I'd never be great uh, or bad enough to be fired. Uh, and then I suddenly said, okay, what if I actually became good at this stuff? How do I do that? Maybe other people have done something similar, and they have hundreds of them, and they're and they're out there for all of us to read for for a, for a few bucks a week. Guys, if you do nothing else, have a look at just getting that good stuff in your mind, and then you'll be able to make the right decisions and become very successful. Now, where'd that leave us? Oh, okay. Last 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 slide. Okay, this is the very last one that the last of the uh, the sermons, so to speak. Although I'm passionate about this. I am passionate about this. Uh, the reason I do what I do is for uh, is selfishly for my grandchildren's generation who are coming online now, and I would like to think if I can help business be, be successful, uh, Australian business, maybe they will employ, if not my grandchildren, my grandchildren's friends or people of that generation. I think we owe it to them. I certainly, my generation, do. I think we haven't done a particularly good job of handing it over to a next generation. And so I'm a bit guilty about that. But I think that if we can help them uh, take on a better Australia, then then so be it. Um, guys, it's not about the money, can I tell you? It is not about the money. You'll get the end of your journey and you'll say, is this all there is? Fantastic song by uh, a lady called, uh, uh, one of uh, John's heroes, uh, Peggy Lee, called Is there is That All There Is? Uh and you'll look around and say, look, I've done this. I've got all this money. Is this all there is? And that that's true. It's not that. The journey, the happiness is right now with the challenges you've got in front of you right now. I am working the hardest I've ever worked in my life. I've got more challenges and I am enjoying it more. I've realized this is the journey I was meant to be on. This is the journey. This gives me so much happiness. 
And I know that by the time I retire, which will be in 10 years' time, uh, I, I will look back and say, have I had the satisfaction of the journey? And hopefully I can say yes. Guys, I hope you've got some information out of that. Choose one of those points and put that in action with next than 24 hours. John, you're going to take us through the next two slides, I think. Yeah. The, um, the, the thing about reading and making the, the time, some time ago before, I was at the beginning of COVID, I made the decision to go walking every day and do a, a 5K walk. And I thought, well, you know, you, it, how can I use that time better? And it was, well, I'll get some audible books and the books that I've been meaning to read and I'll listen to them while I'm walking. So I'm getting the benefit of the walk, but I'm also using the time to learn and hear things. And, and I listen to people's podcasts and things like that. Fabulous. <clears throat> so it's a double benefit. Absolutely. You know, it's a question of making the time, as we used to say in LMA, you know, you can't create time or make time. you just got to use the time better. So this is an opportunity for, for people to ask some questions if they want to. Um, one of the things, Keith, I think that we've got to focus on in business these days, because so many of my clients are having difficulty getting staff, then it's retaining the staff you've got and, and getting more productivity from them. Um, but, but you know, to retain them and I guess, yeah, make them more productive. I've already said it, I think. Any, any thoughts around that? Well, John, um, I would say it's your problem in WA. It doesn't seem to be anywhere else. You must be doing something wrong, are you? <laughs> no, come on. This, this is, is a global problem. This is a global problem. And, in fact, I listened to a, a one-hour webinar with a guy called Jim, Clint, Jim Clayton, uh, a man who uh, is regarded from uh, Gallup um, surveys, etc. a very smart guy, with a man called Gary Hamill, who is uh, a leader in this area. And they are talking about the fact that people, first of all, are not going to go, this is globally, um, that they're worried about the level of engagement and the level of getting them back in the office. And so, therefore, there's a lot of challenges ahead for us all. Um, there is no simple action, sorry, simple solution. However, uh, people make up a majority of our time. They either work for us or they are customers. We have got to treat them with the greatest respect and dignity that is due to them. It's over, over, uh, it's over, over uh, overdue. And so there are still people being employed. Um, there are still customers buying, even though their dollars might be a little tighter, and they're going to work from home. There are areas there we can't influence. So the the idea of having a good culture starts before you employ someone. You don't employ a person of three or four people who turn up, and that was the better ones. I know uh, lucky to get one person turn up, but that will change uh, marginally. But those people have got to be clear in terms of their job, their role, their priorities, and the values and the attitudes of the behaviour expected by you right up front. And so if we put more time into selecting people, they will stay engaged. They will stay with us a lot longer. But we've also got to provide them with a different workplace than it was three years ago. I thought three years ago the pace of change was unbelievable. I couldn't believe, and I'm sure we've all gone through this, 
It is nowhere near the pace today it was it was in three years. It is on steroids. It's three years ago on steroids. So things are moving very, very rapidly on a day, week, monthly basis. But one area that we've got to really get better off if we want to have good people who work for us is get a better understanding of who the people we want, what a, a player looks like because they're the people we're after, appreciate we're going to pay them a little bit extra than the ordinary middle of the road, but appreciate that they will de- deliver something like three times more and they've got to be looked after in terms of their flexibility, come to an arrangement that you know there's some sort of flexibility, either a little bit of home, uh, early, they've got kids to look after, they've got parents to look after, they've got a lot of pressures too. But we've got to have another new look at how we hire and we how we get uh, people into our business, John. Um, it's, it's not impossible, but we've got to work a little bit harder in that area. Yeah, we've got to make our businesses a, a business of choice for people to work for. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You know, so we're attracting people to come and work for us, not having to go out and find them. The good part about it is that um, um, the ones that will miss out on the, and the ones who are you know, a-holes uh, who don't treat their staff very well because they'll work it out very rapidly and they won't have any people employed by them because there'll be so much demand elsewhere. But if we can be that employer of choice, which is a high standard, and and, and it is achieved. I mean, you look at a, a site called Glasshouse, um, which rates uh, with a survey from employees um, to an understanding of, of uh, what employees are after, and also to poll our employees and say, okay, are we achieving what you want to achieve? Because we can help you uh, achieve and become better. And with that, we'll get more engaged and more committed to us. COVID has accelerated everything. So we, we come back to the Rockefeller checklist that you talked about before, Keith. If people email me, if they want a copy of this, then providing they're prepared to commit to a, a session with me to go through their answers. In other words, they're going to use it and implement it and, and get a debrief with myself, then um, I'll email it to them. Okay. And, John, it's not a commitment, is there? Just, just uh, that they're willing to get a copy, read it, uh, put a value just from their own point of view, and then um, get you on the line just to run through it as to what some of those questions mean, um, and and you might have some strategies uh, and whether they want to look at BOTA. And by the way, I think BOTA is one of the best things that you could look at uh, to have a be a part of a community. Um, it is absolutely a fantastic uh, resource for everyone, and I've had uh, similar operations myself, uh, and it is just. The way we learn as adults in a community that runs that John runs uh, is just just unbelievable. But that that would be the case with it, John, just to go through it and just find out what it means. Okay, and both are being business owners taking action. That's it. So that's my monthly mentoring group. And now the book for those people who have stayed to this point. Oh yes. Yeah, if you and nobody said they had read the book, so you can get a copy of the book. Again, if you have a call with me to take you through that checklist. So we'll get you a copy of the book. And how much will it cost them, Keith? Um, in total, um, um, uh, zip. Not a thing. <laughs> Only their time, which is very expensive, and your time. But uh, it's purely a, um, a discussion with the concept. Uh, you'll help them with it. We'll get the book to them. Uh, whether they read it, whether they come back to you, 
Uh, it's up to them. There is absolutely no ob obligation, but there is something here for you. Now, that book, by the way, is $40 worth, about $40. Um, surge pricing on Amazon goes from $30 to $40, but it's worth it's It is gold. It is gold. So there you go. And if you're watching the replay, then you can drop me an email at john at johndenton.com.au or, or give me a call. You can find my number now. I've got a slide here, Keith, and I've got no idea what this is about. Well, John, uh, that is my new logo. Now, you might say, what does that mean? Well, we spoke about a percentage or a metric before out of only 4% out of 100 grow. Well, there's 100 dots there and there's four that are black and there's 96 that are white. That is the representation of what I do. I take businesses from being part of the 96 to being part of the four. And um, just let me remind everybody where they can contact myself and then we'll get some contact details from Keith if people want to get in touch with you. So you can see johndenton.com.au is my website and blog. <laughs> um, Linktree is an interesting app that people are starting to use now. You can put all of your uh, social media, website, and other um, contact points into Linktree, and people can go to one link and get the whole information, and you can put up offers and things in there. So I'm not about to sell their product, but um, it is a good service. Facebook page, John Denton Boater, which is what Keith was talking about, and LinkedIn and Twitter and so on. I want to thank everybody for, for being here, for coming on and taking the time. Uh, it is an investment, and hopefully you've got some really good points out of it, and hopefully I'll be hearing from you afterwards. Keith, how can people get in contact with you if they want to follow up with anything? Well, John, they, they, um, actually, I've got a LinkedIn page or a... Um, uh, Twitter account, but really, I'm not after anything. I'm not being paid for this. Uh, I do not want anything out of it. My passion is to help you um, uh, the, the, on the call and also help my good mate John because I think what he's got to offer is uh, just a, an unbelievable group of people that come together with the passion and desire to build their business. I can't take on any more business. I, I take on one new business per year. So um, I'm I'm fine, uh, but I'm always on tap for John, uh, either to bring on to one of these calls uh, or to answer directly. You may have a, a question from what I said. Uh, please do and, and come through to me. Um, if you want a, a website, uh, sorry, an email address, it's Keith, K-I-T-H, you think I get that wrong, K-E-I-T-H, at Millerink, M-I-L-L-A-R-I-N-C.com.au. But go through to John. John is the man. John knows it all. He's got the the, uh, the contacts, uh, and Boda is the is is the solution. Thank you, Keith. I really appreciate it. And apart from you needing to change the footy team that you support, um, what time know. is it, John? I'm not so sure whether it's still on part of the league at this stage. I haven't heard <laughs> any news. Um, well, they're the strongest team in the league. Yeah, your I know. Team. We're on the bottom. We're holding holding the whole league up. That's that's very nice of you. Thank you very much, sir. Absolutely. All right. With that, we'll leave it, Keith. Thanks Thank again. you, guys. Thank you very much for investing in the time. Wish you every bit of success in the growth of your business. Thank you, John. Thanks, Keith. Okay. Thank you, everybody. And bye for now. <laughs>